Blog Talk Radio. This is Colin from Minnesota Metal Band Celestial Drift. You're rocking Attitude Era Live with my guy, the Icon. Icon, tell them who we got coming on tonight. And uh, also, do you guys find any interest in SummerSlam? I think there's some pretty good angles. All right. Well, uh, let's see. We have uh, we have uh, Desi Dorita. Uh, she's going to be on with us, and we have the Real Deal Flex Steel who's going to be on with us, and we have the Double M, Manny Ramirez, on with us. So it's going to be a fun night, and our first guest will be on in about 12 or so minutes or so. So uh, I'll let you guys take it for a little bit. i got a little issue i got to deal with. I'll let you take it for just a second, then I'll be back to you, all right? Thanks, guys. Hold on. Okay.
Well, we sure missed you Thursday night, Big Swing. Say that again? I said we sure missed you Thursday night when you oh, were I know. Doing, yeah, it's just, busy doing. Thursday is, Thursday is not a good night for me, and I was running karaoke, and it just would have been super loud on the air. You wouldn't even have been able to hear anything. So. <clears throat> But no, it was yeah, good. I I think, apparently, I based, think, on what I'm, uh, based on what I'm hearing, I missed something juicy. Yeah. Well, it was. Needless to say, it was a little interesting. You know, that's that's about all I can say really about it. It was very interesting, and and of course, to answer your question, I think SummerSlam is going to be very good too. I I think they've got a lot of good Hopefully. matches for for SummerSlam, and I think. Uh, Did you hear that? A Monday Night Raw. The WWE Arena the other night, um, I guess slipped up and accidentally showed a trailer that may or may not have revealed that Bliss gets beat at SummerSlam by Ronda Rousey. Oh wow! Yeah, that's no fun. I, I I mean, don't get me wrong. I have nothing against Ronda, but Bliss is my girl. I know. I know. I know how you feel about her, Alexa Bliss, so I know. I don't like her personally, but that's okay. Well, you don't like any of the bad guys. Well, I just, you know, I, I didn't even like Alexa Bliss, period, when she first came to WWE. So. Oh, even when she was not, doing the, the whole fairy thing and all that? Yeah, I mean, I just didn't care for her, period. I mean, I'm kind of sitting here watching Monday Night Raw now with my TV muted, and I'm watching Paul Heyman in the ring talking to Roman Reigns. You gotta love Paul Heyman. Huh? And he was like, he anybody... was like extending, he was extending a hand out like he wanted him to shake his hand or something. So, is there any better manager ever on the microphone? Uh, then Paul Heyman. Well, I tell you, I tell you, last Monday night that was the quietest I think I've ever heard Paul Heyman in my whole entire life when he was doing that interview with Renee Young. A lot of people like Mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart, going back. Now I've met Jimmy Hart. I've met Jimmy Hart one time. I mean, it's been a few years ago, but I got I had the opportunity to meet Jimmy Hart. He was a really nice guy. That's what I heard. I just know that, like, on the mic, uh, he, he pissed a lot of people off. I know that, but that was his role. Yeah. Now, Paul Hammond's back to his normal loudmouth self tonight. and Oh, my goodness. So where did Icon say he was headed off to? I don't know. He said he had something he had to go take care of, and he's wanting to shake his hand. He's oh gosh, could the rumors be true? That Paul Heyman and Roman Reigns are uh, yes, yes, yeah. Well, that's what I'm. I'm. I've been hearing rumors about that, so I don't know how true that it actually is. But. Hmm. <clears throat> that would be an interest. That would be an interesting twist, an interesting spin on things. Do, do you think that'd be an interesting, uh, interesting way to spin things? Yeah, it, it it would it would be definitely very interesting. I mean, oh my, <laughs> he just grounded Paul Heyman. <laughs> uh, of course he did. Paul Heyman is such a glutton for punishment. 
Um, I'm just waiting on Icon because I have to, I'm, like, I, I have know, to jump. Uh, well, what I'm saying is I have to jump back into the other studio here. So I'm like looking at the time. I know you the do. Hell. I, I know. Um, All right, guys, I'm here. Whoa. I'm here. Okay. Okay, Hi. where'd you go? Listen, if you well, got to take uh, a poop, man, just tell us. We're not going to judge you. Well, no, no, it has nothing to do with that. I just walked into my uh, bathroom, and there was a lake in my bathroom. So I had to mop that up. <laughs> So you were taking a poo. All right. Well, anyway, I, I got to step into the other studio real quick. Um, tell us who's coming on. You did that. Tell us your views on SummerSlam. And um, we were debating who the better manager on the mic was, Paul Heyman or Mouth to the South, Jimmy Hart. And I'll be right back. I'll be right back. Okay. Well, actually, uh, when it comes to managers and mic skills, it, uh, it's not either of those, actually. Um, to me – Probably the best manager with Mike skills uh, was uh, Bobby the Brain Heenan uh, with the way that he could insult people. Uh, you know, I mean, I know Jimmy Hart does that. Uh, Paul Heyman doesn't ever really do that. But uh, Bobby the Brain Heenan was perfect at that, you know. Well, and, uh, I was telling Icon. I was telling Icon. Paul Heyman's in the ring right now with Roman Reigns, discussing some business and and trying to extend his hand in friendship, like with a handshake. And I guess he's written out some sort of contract for Roman Reigns or something. You know, I did break the story here last week that that's what was going to happen. Oh, yeah, I know you did. We were talking about that. B-Train and I were talking about that the other day on his show last week. Oh, my goodness. Oh, he's spraying stuff in Roman Reigns' eyes. Really? Yes, he's got this spray, and he's spraying stuff in his eyes. Very, very he, just he just sprayed something. He just sprayed something in Roman Reigns' face, and and uh, you know, I heard Big Swing talk about how you know Thursday nights are not good for him, which I can understand. Uh, but I think the next two weeks, our show is on Thursday night. So let me look at the calendar and confirm that. Well, you told me you told me that we had a show on the twenty third of August. Well, oh my yeah, God! Here comes Lesnar. So I, yeah, because I'm going to be in Little Rock. Um, Mm, a week from Thursday, not this Thursday, but next Thursday. Yeah, ne- yeah, ne- yeah next Thursday, our show, and uh, also uh, that's on the 23rd, and then uh, we have it Wednesday the 29th. And then we. Well, Well, Wednesday the 29th 29th is a very special day, Icon. Mm -hmm. That's Granny's birthday. That's my birthday. That's why we're having it. That's why we're having it. Oh, on on, on uh, my birthday. (laughs) 
Yeah, I was I was gonna I was gonna say the surprise for later, but I think I just blew the surprise. Oh, that's uh, all and then, right. Then on September uh, fourth, oh, Tuesday, yeah, we have the show, and then we go back to Mondays again. Yeah, I'll act surprise on Wednesday. <laughs> yeah, I'll I, act uh, surprise, whatever you're. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't. Next week. I let the cat on the bag because I wasn't thinking. Oh, that's all right. But you know, you can you can act surprised when we break it next. Oh, I will. I will. So, Icon, uh, Granny phrased it to me while while you were away. That Thursday night got a little interesting. We talked about it off. Um. Through my days in radio, I know that there's a lot of sometimes interviews that you want to take back or things that happen that you are like, eh, you know, you can't let things get in your head. You can't let things uh, upset you. Uh, you just got to get on to the next one. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, there's going to be plenty of interviews that don't necessarily go your way, but if you let those dictate it, uh, it's just going to affect you on air moving forward. So I think you'll be all right. Alright, yeah. So uh yeah, so uh our our guest should, our first guest should be calling in shortly. So we'll get her on and uh, so yeah, I'll catch him too. Alright, so next Thursday we have a show. Then the Wednesday after that is our show and then we have a Tuesday show and then we go back to Monday. Since August is kinda of crazy for me this month. So, yeah. Uh, and then, uh, uh, I don't know if you mentioned, uh, I don't know if you heard that or not, Big Swing, but uh, I was going to surprise Granny by having a show on her birthday, but I just ruined the surprise by mentioning it. Of course, he probably stepped away, so. Uh, <laughs> he probably, he'd, he'd probably just step away. All right. Uh, yeah, so our guest should be calling in, and he can patch her through, and then we'll talk to her, and we'll go on to... Uh, I guess that all field. was just a ploy what what uh, Paul Heyman and, and Brock Lesnar had planned. It was all just a plan, because after spraying that stuff in Roman Reigns' face, uh, Brock Lesnar came in the ring and had five Roman Reigns, so... I guess that whole thing was just well, deployed between Lesnar and Heyman. Well, I think the reason why they did that is because fans are, are uh, already have knowledge about the turn. Oh, yeah. So, it's going to be interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I think there's going to be a lot of good matches at SummerSlam this year, I hope. so. No. So how's your how was your weekend? Uh, I guess everything was okay for you. Everything went okay for you. So yeah, uh, I uh, I'm beginning the motor home. Um, I'm going to be getting the motor home this week. So I'm happy about that. 
uh, that's like I said, that's what's going to take up most of my uh, audience is getting that. It's going to be an all-football theme. So, uh, yeah, so uh, we're getting that thing ready. And I hope uh, Big Swing is monitoring the board because our guest should be calling in shortly. <laughs> well, we hope he that's is anyway. <laughs> I mean, it's going to be, uh, I'm going to make it the ultimate icon RV. Uh, yeah. I liked what you posted when you had that little three little pot thing, crock pot for your man cave, <laughs> for your RV man cave. <laughs> right. Now you got to remember to take Homer with you, you know, when you travel in your RV. Well, I'm going to have to take his dad with too, Jack. So, I guess yeah, nobody I on yet, man. I've been waiting to watch the switchboard. Okay. I'll, uh, I might have to just try and call her then. Uh, we, you know, we've done that before, so let me see. I can do that. Okay, you guys hold down the fort for a second. I try and get a hold of her. If I can uh, find the number that she gave me. Matter of fact, I don't even know if she gave me her number. But uh, we'll see. Well, Granny had a very busy weekend at WFC again. It was a good show, good turnout, like always. So. How many people got showed to see up one of my oh gosh um oh I have no idea but it was it was pretty full I mean it was it was pretty good crowd and and one of my very good friends has been in the wrestling business 18 years he made his debut at WFC and normally by trade he is a heel but he was actually babyface uh, Saturday night so I actually called him by his rightful name the Golden Boy. Oh, okay. Well, that sounds good. Sorry, I got choked up, guys, a little bit. Um, normally, when he's a bad guy, I, uh, in the past, I've called him the golden girl. And when I found out he was going to be a good guy, I said, well, I promise I won't call you the golden girl. And he says, well, I appreciate that, Granny. But he won his match, and he's planning on coming back. I don't know if it's going to be next month or if he's going to be back in October. But well, yeah, so, uh, you know, if he could, you know, talk to him and see if he might want to be on the show, that would be. Well, I'll I'll have to message him and see if he would like to do that. So. All right. We're always open to We're always open to everybody. So. So, guys, I guess another question. I'm just catching up on Raw here, back and forth in the channels. Having Brock Lesnar sort of sneak attack Roman Reigns after the pepper spray from Heyman, do you think that actually hurts 
Lesnar's character, or I mean, does that does that make him like the ultimate heel? Like, okay, I know what they're trying to do. I know they're trying to make Lesnar look like the ultimate heel to maybe, perhaps, possibly get some cheers from Roman Reigns. But do you think that this actually does the opposite? And everyone's like, ah, oh, well, Roman Reigns, you know, pussy anyway, and uh, and this and this just makes Lesnar. Like just just look weak because it's a sneak attack. Lesnar shouldn't have to sneak attack somebody and beat up somebody uh, who's been pepper sprayed. I mean, is this what 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 effect do you think this segment had? I'm not really sure. I I think you know it's uh, it's uh, I, I think it's just dumb, really, to be honest with you. But that's just my opinion, you know. Uh, the WWE. They don't know what they're doing, what they want to do for storylines. And when they get a storyline, they always kill it, and they send it 360 degrees the opposite direction, which is always the wrong direction. So that's just the way it is. So uh, still no guest yet, uh, Big Swing? Yeah, I'm here. What's up? He was just wondering if our guest had called in yet. Nothing on the switchboard yet. Okay. Well, then what I might have to do is move up our next guest, and then uh, um, we'll get her on in a little bit. Whatever you got to do, man. I'll just click the, you know, I'll click the phone button when they come through. Just got to see them on there. All right. Well, let me check our next guest here, and then we'll see. Hey, like I say, you know, I, I know how you, you guys both feel about, you know, two guest nights, but uh, this is – or three guest nights, but this is sometimes why I book multiple guests because one might not be able to show up. So, you know, it's not like – you know, I mean, we, we, we have plenty of topics that we can fill time with, but, you know, I think – uh, you know, I mean, hearing us talking is one thing, but getting insight from other wrestlers, you know, I think is really cool, too, you know. Um, so that's, I don't know how you guys feel about it. I mean, I'd love to talk to you guys for two hours straight. But, I mean, I think people have grown accustomed to, um, you know, us having guests on. I mean, because, you know, the feedback on that is, you know, is really cool what we get, you know, and the fact that we are on, uh, uh, what was it, YouTube Live or whatever it is last week uh, with um, Stevie Ray. Oh, Facebook Live. And, uh, Facebook Live. Facebook, Facebook Live. Live. Okay. Yeah, I haven't watched that And, yet. yes, Icon, uh, we know. have somebody on with an 813, so a Florida yeah, area code. Patch him through. So go ahead, put him through, and then I'll introduce him, and then we'll go to him. You do your thing. Ladies and gentlemen, our first combatant of the night actually should have been our second, but now he is the first. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you a man of muscular proportions. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the real deal, Flex Steel. Hey, man. That's how right, are you? baby. I'm Jack Stack. Hey, what's going on? Ready to smack. What's going down? Now tell me, was that not the best introduction you've ever had? 
yeah, that's why I got so pumped on the comeback there. I was actually visualizing about to come through a curtain or something. Awesome. All right, so what we usually do here on the show is uh, we introduce the guests with the best introduction they've ever had, and then we let them tell us a little bit about themselves, and then we ask them questions. So uh, if you want to go ahead and uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, then we'll uh, get to the interview. All right, man, since we're talking wrestling, uh, first off, I've been in the business since 2000. I'm going into uh, my 19th year in 2019, and I've been in the ring and shared locker rooms with the biggest names there is in the business period as far as my opinion is concerned uh, I love what I do I love breaking necks and cashing checks so for whatever questions right, you want to so go from there I can go on and on alright and uh, I, since I didn't get to talk to you beforehand if there's anything that we ask you that you don't want to talk about just say uh, and your next question is and we'll just move on and we'll continue uh, right. So you've been in the business now for almost 20 years, which technically is 60 years in a wrestler's lifespan. Uh, right. In your in your tenure, mm-hmm. uh, how many uh, different organizations have you been with, or have you been with the same one the whole time? Well, no, I've uh, I've wrestled for multiple uh, indie federations, and um, I mean, I, just to name a few, the past three years would be Sunbelt Wrestling Entertainment, Georgia Wrestling in Extreme, uh, the National Wrestling Alliance, which is still uh, owned and uh, organized by Bruce Tarp, which was back in the NWA days when it was in the TV in the 80s, um, DCCW, which is Destiny Championship uh, Wrestling out of uh, Jacksonville, uh, a few um, Matt Classic, uh, AIWE in um, North Carolina, just multiple uh, last two or three years, probably about ten different uh, feds that I've been keeping it, you know, in. But to name them all, man, there's so many I probably forgot half of them. All right, and uh, in your uh, in your uh, you know your twenty years. Have you, uh, how many different titles have you, uh, uh, collected? All right. My first major title I collected was back in 2000. I was one of my favorites. I still have the title is the extreme championship wrestling title, uh, XCW, not ECW. Uh, then I went on from there to get the, uh, after that I got the hardcore XCW title. Uh, from there, I went on to get the um, All-Star uh, Insane Wrestling Alliance All-Star Heavyweight title. Uh, from there, I got the uh, Georgia Wrestling Extreme NWA Heavyweight Championship uh, belt. And uh, that's the major. That's, that's about it. No, no tag titles. I haven't ever been in a tag team or nothing. Well, that was going to be my next question, if you've ever thought about tag team, because, you know, uh, I have a mask, you know. Right. I usually just break it out on the weekends, but I, I would love to be your tag team partner. I think we could really roll with that. Right. Of yeah, course, I'm not opposed admit, to I let, it. I, I, I let you do all the work, and then I just come in for the pin afterwards, you know. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so... um. When you uh, when you're wrestling, 
would you say that uh, you are mostly a good guy? A are you a heel, or are you an in betweeny, or do you usually let the crowd uh, figure it out when you get there? Well, for first fifteen years, I was a strictly heel. We had never done the face, you know, aspect of it, and then. Going into my 16th year, they wanted me to be face for a little while, and I was using the uh, gimmick, the American Gladiator, the real deal, flex deal, America's Gladiator, and I actually wore the Gladiator helmet, and I did that right at two years, and it just, being a heel for so long, I, I liked it at first, but then I started missing my heel, you know, quickly into it. And I recently did a switch about, uh, I'd say about, gee, what is this, August? Well, six months now, six, seven months now, I've been switched back to Hill. So, so uh, <laughs> we have uh, we have our co-host, uh, Granny Hulkster, and she always gives the heels a hard time, and I'm sure she wants to ask you about that. Oh, <laughs> I, I, I do. I, I Well, first of all, I am not a wrestler, even though everybody – you know, my gimmick name. I've been threatened to have been thrown in the ring a few times, but I'm just a big, huge fan. But yes, I do love giving the heels lots of grief. And I'm sure if I ever had the opportunity to see you wrestle in person, I'm sure I would have lots of fun giving you lots of grief. Right, I would enjoy right. that. So, what has been one of your most um, challenging opponents that you've ever faced? In your career, um, I wouldn't say anything's really been a challenge. It's just uh, I've had some pretty blown up matches. I would say was uh, they pushed got pushed to the limits, which I like to do. That I got to wrestle the uh, NWA heavyweight champion for Georgia Wrestling Extreme for the belt uh, two years ago. Uh, William Baldry, the Christian Walker, and he was pretty up until that point when I was getting on that level, the NWA level, and that caliber of athlete. Uh, I'd say we pushed it to the level, uh, you know, and we took it to the extreme, but it wasn't really a challenge. It was just more or less we worked our ass off, put on a good match. I've never really been to where I would call anything a challenge so far, you know, because yeah. we are, we all are like, you know, putting on our act and all aspects of professional wrestling. You got to be a good actor. You got to be a well-rounded athlete. And I've always been athletic ever since I was like 12 years old. I've always been hitting the gym. That's been the most challenge is just staying in shape all these years. Well, and uh, what kind of uh, training regimen do you have? I work out six days minimum a week, sometimes seven, unless I get to that seventh day in a row every week, and I feel like my body's telling me just take at least one day off and repair, let everything heal. But that's very rarely. Most most three weeks out of the month, the seven days a week, 21 straight days in the gym, and I might take a day off. Uh, I don't believe there's no days off. And then after every workout, I run at least three miles, sometimes four miles every day. And I live in Florida, so the weather here lately in the last two or three months of running has been in the high 90s and 
one day it was 101, and I still do my three, four miles as hard as I can run it. And right now I got my body fat down to about seven, eight percent, weighing 240 pounds. So, and and thank God, knock on wood, I've never had any major injuries. My worst injury was when I was in the ring with Dory Funk Jr. over at the Funkin' Conservatory in Ocala, getting ready in a match with uh, right before a match with a tagged up. I did tag team with Dory Funk Jr. and Wes Briscoe from TNA, Aces and Eights. And uh, I tore my groin during training the day before we were working out the matches, and that's pretty much my worst injury I've ever had. That took about a month, just a torn groin. I mean, nothing serious, no broken bones, thank God, knock on wood. So when when you're doing uh, your workouts and stuff, are you you mentioned you're, you're running. But uh, do you uh, do you do a lot of deadlifts? Do you do push-ups, sit-ups, uh, squats? What, what what do you usually do? Um, I don't do any deadlifts, and I don't. I used to power lift early in my, uh, in my uh, workout, you know, career back in high school when I was on the weightlifting team. Uh, about the last five years, I've got out of the powerlifting because. I'm in it for the longevity now, and I'm more into, like, 15 reps or better, just as flushing the muscles out with as much blood as possible and pumping them up as much, you know, more for the look. I don't really care about how much weight I lift. But since we're on that topic, my best bench press is a 575 on the decline and a 515 on the flat. So you can pretty much bench me what I used to weigh, and you can bench press me now. Maybe. What do you weigh now? Yeah, <laughs> 200. 200? Yeah, no problem. I, 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 I used to weigh 400 pounds, but now I'm down to 200 pounds. Right. Like I just, so, I'd like today I did chest and I had, uh, let's see, what was it, 340. I only used 340 pounds today, but I was doing sets of 20 reps, 10 sets of 20 on the incline bench press. So. Now, as, a, as an independent wrestler, we, uh, you know, we always like to ask this question because no one really answers it the same. Everybody's got a different opinion on it. And so right. we are going to put it to you. Uh, okay. You know, we all know that the, the big dance is the WWE, you know, but the thing is, as a wrestler, when you get there, they basically tell you what you do, how you live your life, you know, who you can talk to, who you can get interviews with, this and that and the other. Uh, but as right. an independent wrestler, you're you know you pretty much control your own destiny, do what you want. Now, exactly. what is your opinion on if the WWE were to call you tomorrow and say we want to offer you a contract to come wrestle for us? What is right. your thought on that? Well, to be at that level, and it would have to come down for me uh, how much money they're going to pay me. Look as stupid as they want me to look. Uh, if they want me to look like a jackass, like they're doing with James Ellsworth right now, you know. Right. And but but they're paying him. He went from being very poor to now Ellsworth. His uh, net worth now is a half a million dollars in less than a year, and he came from nothing. And he and in and in real life, he's really a phenomenal wrestler. He can wrestle just as good as AJ Styles. He just doesn't have the body, you know, the look that AJ Styles has. 
So they're making Ellsworth right now look like a complete jackass and wrestling these women-only intergender matches and coming out with Camilla, and they're just making him look like a bitch. But at the same time, hey, they're paying him a half a million dollars in the last year, you know, from merchandise and cash money going into his bank account. If somebody gave me $500,000, I'd do the same thing. <laughs> yeah. You know, the thing about it is, I, you know, the fact that he gets to hang out with Carmella is uh, really cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, but, uh, you know, he was supposed to be a guest on our show, which I don't think he can be now because he looked back yeah. with the WWE. You know, right. which is really sad. Right. right. Yeah, he's really phenomenal, he's too, really in the ring, man. He's, ring, he's man. His moves and what he can do, he's really good. But really as far as since he's been on WWE, you would think he can't wrestle at all, you know, the way all, they make man. him look on TV. They make him look on TV. So, you know, the other thing about him is, uh, you know, when he uh, had his little prime off, uh, you know, he in another in another organization, which was really awesome. You know? Yeah. Yeah, he so, went right back to doing what he wanted to do in the Indies. Right, exactly. So, as as a basically, uh, you know, twenty years, you're pretty much a veteran. Is there any um, thing that you would like to accomplish uh, in the next, say, next year or two? Uh, that you haven't uh, done yet? Is there anything out there that you're still looking to do? I'll tell you the one thing, if there's just one thing I could pinpoint uh, that I would love to have happen, and, and it ain't a matter of, you know, if I would do it, I would definitely do it if there was just more money in the independent, you know, federations. Like I could get guys to call me from New York and say, hey, we're going to pay for you to come here. We're going to, you know, you may, you may break even. That would be the best thing for me is if we could just get some far-off promotions because I'm from Florida and just have guys pay me to come to New York, North Dakota, where you guys are, get me a hotel. Feed me and, you know, break even. I, because so far, you know, I love the business so much and everything I've been doing and traveling all over the U.S., I'm not making any money. You know, you got these promoters paying 150 a match, some promoters paying $50, and it costs you two, 300 and sometimes in gas to get there, you know? Well, I'll tell you what. I'll, I'll make a deal with you. If I can get you down here, I can get you a place to stay where you don't have to pay for that. And I can get right. you meals too. You know, I'll work on that for you. Because I, right. I'd love to have you. I'd love to have you come down. That would be really cool. Right. And you know, uh, you know, if you ask you know, Granny Hawkshire, you know, she ha- has a little promotion that she works for, uh, where they uh, do uh, uh, raise money for kids with cancer. You know, right? And, you know, it's basically wrestlers. You know, uh, donate their time. But, you know, that might be uh, a cool little avenue for you as well, you know. Yeah, I mean, because anyone has been in this business long enough, you, you come to realize that the big money is going to be in the big federations. you got to go to the WWE. If you're going to make any money, you've got to get on TV and get in with TNA or to make decent money. you got to get on Ring of Honor. But just to be able to break even and have someone, you know, be able to put my name up there more and travel further from Florida than you know, as far as I've been in the last couple of years is I've only went up as far as uh, North Carolina, Mount Airy. 
last year because uh, any farther than that from Florida it just gets too, to be too big of an expense. And, you know, that's really the only thing been holding flex steel back is just, you know, the expense of the travel. When you get, you know, you get too far out booked, you can't afford to drive there and come back and take off of work. And you know what I mean? You know what I mean? Right, exactly. One thing that we're going to do here, uh, real quick here, uh, I had uh, sent you a little script for a little uh, promo liner that we're going to have you cut for us. Do you still have that? Yes, I got it. Let me go get that. I got what it I'll do down. then is I'll, uh, yeah, I'll count you out from five, and if we have to do a couple takes, we'll do that. Uh, right. But ever since I started sending guests the scripts, uh, they've yeah. been pretty much able to get in. So. Uh, I'll count you down to five, and if we have to do a couple takes, we'll do that, and then we'll go from there, all right? Okay. All right, here we go. Ready? Five? Yeah. Four? Three? Two? One. Hey, this is the real deal, Flake Steel, and you're listening to the Attitude Era, live with the host, the icon, the big swing, and the granny, Holster. Perfect. And, that was uh, awesome. Uh, and uh, the other guy you mentioned there, uh, I, I know he's listening. He just, uh, he's just he's uh, just pulling double duty uh, right now. So uh, we'll, uh, he, he may chime in, he may not, but we'll just keep going with this. So if um, if our fans out there wanted to uh, check you out and follow you and keep track of you, uh, do you have a Facebook, do you have a Twitter, you got an Instagram, you got a YouTube, what do you got out there? I do all my wrestling marketing Strictly off of my Facebook. If you check me out on Facebook, there's nothing on there except wrestling only. I don't do the Twitter. I, I just recently did a YouTube though. It's called the Real Deal Flex Deal on YouTube, and I'm going to be getting it monetized sometime this week. That way, I can uh, get the commercials and start making money over anything over a thousand views, and mainly, and not worry about the money right off on it, which that's going to be nice in the future when that comes. But when you monetize, you can put videos on there over 15 minutes. So that's my main All thing. Right. And uh, when uh, do you uh, know when your next match is? And if so, who's it against? Uh, if they told you, and where, when and where? Tell us a little bit about that. I don't know who I'm going up against, but August the 25th, make your way to Millen, Georgia, because the real deal, Flex Steel, is getting in that squared circle, and I don't care who they put in front of me in Milan, Georgia. August the 25th at the Milan City Gym, somebody's going down. And uh, uh, is it is it just going to be like a regular match, or is it going to be a gimmick match, or do you not do any of those? I'm going to be revealing my manager. I'm going to be getting a real high-class manager that uh, has actually valeted for the boogeyman in the WWE. But I can't open, oh, wow. can't let the cat out of the bag any more than that right now because it's going to be a big reveal the 25th. Well, you know, we uh, speaking of the boogeyman, you know, we had uh, we had him here in Fargo in uh, March for uh, Maui Madness. And, uh, uh, you know, I was able to cross off my bucket list delivering earthworms to the boogeyman. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. I, I wasn't going to eat them like he did. Uh, I mean, he's a great guy and everything, but I know I can't ever take him fishing because he would eat all the bait. So, 
But uh, yeah, the boogeyman, great guy. Uh, interesting. Yeah, guy. he is. Uh, yeah. And uh, I, I love the guy to death. I got to be his bodyguard for a day, which is really, really cool. Yeah, he's one of them guys that works very hard on his look and takes a long time to set himself up to look like that. Yeah. It was totally very, wouldn't recognize him not looking like the boogie woogie man. Yeah, I, uh, uh, I I didn't get it. Uh, he uh, wore his mask the entire time that he's here, so uh, uh, I didn't have a chance to uh, see him without. But uh, yeah, yeah, you know, it's uh, going through airport security dressed in his makeup probably wouldn't work. Oh wow! Oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> so uh, well, I'll tell you what. We got a couple minutes here left with you. Um, here's what we'd like to ask you. Uh, we've had we've had a lot of fun with you. Would you be willing to uh, join us again uh, uh, in the future so we can talk to you more about what you've been up to and what you're doing? Absolutely, absolutely. The real deal. He's always ready to controvert and explain and talk wrestling twenty four seven. I am wrestling. And uh, we have a big uh, December show coming up uh, where we're going to be giving away autographs from uh, our guests. Would you be willing to send us a few of those for giveaways, too? If I send you the address, you can uh, send them out to us if you're uh, able to do that? Sure, absolutely. And one last question. Of course, this is an ego question. Uh, the icon uh, made you a cool collector's card. Was that not the – that had to have been the coolest thing you've ever seen. The icon? The icon? Yeah, the collector's card that he made for you. Yeah, man, that was pretty neat. I was, that was very unexpected and kind of gave me a wow factor when I clicked on it. Like, oh, cool. And, you know, to think that much of me that soon to do something like that, that instantly means that uh, for me it was like, yeah, these guys have been researching me and like me. That's pretty cool. And the other cool thing is now you, you're free to use that in any capacity you want, uh, whether it be promos, whatever. Just as long as anybody asks you who made it, you can say, oh, that's my egotistical buddy, the icon, out in North Dakota. Give him a call, you know? Right, right. I appreciate that. Yeah, that was cool, man. Awesome. Well, I'll tell you what. We've, uh, we've, reached, our, uh, we've reached our time, uh, so I will be in contact with you to get you on with us again. But uh, we do appreciate you taking time out of your schedule with us uh, to join us. And uh, we'll definitely have you on again, and I'll be in contact with you, and then we'll get you on uh, in the near future. All right, Icon. I appreciate it. All right. Thanks for your day. You have a good one. Take care, bud. You too. Have bye a bye. good one. You too. Y'all have a good right. Thank you, and goodbye. Real deal. Flex still, ladies and gentlemen. The man that will pump you up and make you thank for mercy when he puts you in a hold. Anyway. And I'll tell you what, man, he is built, too, man. He has got muscle upon muscle, you know. Yeah, he does. So uh, now we're well, going to it's kind of it's, uh, it's, it's kind of funny he mentioned um, the NWA, and he mentioned Bruce Tharp. I know Bruce Tharp because I went to an NWA show back in 2014, it was, in Benton, Arkansas. That's where I got to meet AJ Styles at, and... So I know Bruce. I'm friends with Bruce Tharp. So he he's a nice guy. Yeah, and uh, you know it's like you know all these guys talk about all these cool guys. You know it's like uh, you know I I look up, I look up their names and stuff right after right after the show and I try and get them on because 
you know, one just leads to another, just kind of keeps rolling in, you know, which is really mm-hmm. cool. Mm-hmm. It does. So uh, hopefully Big Swing is monitoring the board uh, because our next guest should be calling in uh, shortly. Uh, <laughs> the one guest, I don't know what happened to her, but uh, uh, she may still join us. She may not. Yeah, yep, she's here. I'm glad you're here, too. All right. All right. Ladies and gentlemen. Our second combatant of the night. This man is big. This man is experienced. This man knows all wrestling. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you the double M man himself, El Jeffy, Manny Martinez. What's hey, up, man? What's going on? The first one is the hippie. That's Jeffrey. Or Jeffy. Jeffy. Just say that again. Uh, oh, hey, El Happy. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. El Happy. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. My fault. A little better. I'm uh, I, I, I'm a Norwegian. We have to sound things out, you know. <laughs> so uh, here's the uh, here's right. So here's how we'll do this. After I introduce the guests, we let them uh, tell us a little bit about themselves. So uh, we'll let you go ahead and do that. Then we'll uh, ask you some questions. Sounds good. Sounds good. So tell us a little about yourself. Well, I got locked up for something I got framed for. And I started wrestling back in uh, 2008 when Mikey Ripwreck and Crusher Dugan got me out. And they told me I had to do one thing, one thing on me. I had to lose to everybody. In, in one session, and uh, I had to wear, you know, the, the underwears and the boots. I couldn't be myself, but they would pay for my education and for my car, and that's it. And that's how I get into the wrestling business. But after that, I went on my own, and I finally discovered me. And I took over the streets, and that's it. And that's where you see me now. All right, and in that, uh, in your time, have you uh, been with, you've uh, been mostly with the, the same company, or have you, uh, have you been with uh, a few? So, look, I think I bounce around, all right? That's what we do in Mexico. We bounce around from state to state across the border. Get it? I got you. I got you. What, um... Uh, what uh, what was your longest uh, uh, stint with any uh, federation that you've been in? The longest stint was with the NYWC. It was 2008 to 2015. And uh, in that uh, in that time when you were there, uh, did you uh, have you uh, did you win any titles or did you uh, go for any titles? No, Carnacia. So that's the problem with NYWC, man. What they do is they pay you to lose. They don't like the color people like me, man. Not until after I left, I made a statement. But after that, I went back down to North Carolina, and that's where I got my first title about the local, the Junior Heavyweight Championship title from Mid-Atlantic Championship Wrestling. And uh, how long did you uh, how long did you hold that title? Oh, I still have it about the local. And uh, when uh, when do you uh, defend it next? 
When I feel like it, homie, that's why you get the title of a hippie. You defend it when you feel like it. Entiendes? If you want it, you come and get it. Just tell me when and where. Well, well, let me ask you this then. Where, where do you want to defend it next? Or when do you want to defend it next? When it just... I can defend it anywhere. I can do. I can do it at Dollar Tree. I can do it at Home Depot. I can do it at Taco Bell. I'll do it in your car, brother. Look, I'll do it anywhere. Just tell me when and where, brother. Look, and you pay for the trans, you know. All right. So now, when you uh, when you defend your title, uh, do you uh, do you have special stipulations or do you? Uh, have it uh, just a straight wrestling match. I don't know if you're into that freaky stuff, man, but I just do straight wrestling. That's all I do, all right? I don't know what you've been reading on the online, on the Twitters, but I do straight wrestling. I don't do any of that freaky, that freaky stuff or that hardcore stuff like what Sada does, you know? Straight wrestling. That's so you, okay, so, so you would not do any cage matches or anything like that. You just like to do straight wrestling. If you want to go back to my environment back in Mexico, we'll do some cage matches. That's, that's fine with me, man. But, hey, you got to pay for all that. At the end of the heaven doesn't pay for anything. He just shows up and makes a better star of himself and for all the people. At the end of Well, we definitely, I, I definitely understand what, where you're coming from there. Uh, in your uh, in your uh, time, you know, in the business, you, you know, you mentioned that yeah, the company that where they they paid you to lose and they made you lose every match, which, you know, I I guess you know you have to start somewhere. But uh, is that uh, now that uh, you're uh, successful and on? Do you ever uh, do you ever uh, say, hey, this is what uh, this is what you guys missed uh, when you had me lose every match, or uh, do not uh, do that? Do you just like kind of put them out of your mind? Back in the day, everybody, everybody was the uh, the white ones. You know what I'm saying? It's the, all right, the Caucasians. There's not many Hispanics back in NYWC back in the day. After myself, me and and a couple other people in NYWC, after we all left, more of our fellow people started getting back in there, and we started to uh, multiply. And uh, you know the people like the biggest shit and all them. We all start to slowly come out from the internet. You know what I'm saying? So it just takes right. a little bit of time for us people to store our abilities. I'm with you. I feel you. You know, sometimes so, you know how do we call it? Uh, well, some, I could you could call me some like a, a late bloomer. Late bloomer. That's what you guys like to say, huh? Now, uh, how um, if you if you will to tell us uh, how old are you? Exactly. How old am I? Yeah. Okay. And uh, do you uh, do you plan on continuing uh, with the current uh, federation you're at, or uh, do you want to uh, move on to do other things? No, but look, I like to do other things. I like to keep bouncing around, keep it fresh. You know what I'm saying? The less you see me, the better. I need to say. You know the cookie when you don't eat the cookie every day. More body to that cookie, entiendes? Right. Yep. I understand. So, I got you. 
That's why I'm going to keep moving on back and forth. And sometimes you'll see me at Excellence. Sometimes you'll see me at NYWC. Maybe you'll see me at Beyond Wrestling. That's my goal right now. It's the end of 2018. I'm trying to get my foot into Beyond Wrestling and Limitless Wrestling. Now, as a as a you know as an independent wrestler, you know we all know that you know the big dance is you know the WWE. Now, as an independent wrestler, you know you basically have say in what you do and where you go and all this. But with the WWE, they basically control all aspects of your career and your life. Is the WWE uh, something that you would want to do, or do you want to stay independently where you can control what you do? Because you sound, you sound like you want to uh, basically control your own destiny instead of have someone else tell you. See, Monkana, that's, that's why I have the title of a jefe. I'm my own boss. Entiendes? I'm my own boss. Pero, if the, the money talks, talk. if they pay the money, they pay the ferias, I'm, I'm game. To a certain extent, I'm game. See, when I was back in uh, last year in August, see, nobody, not many people know this, is it, but I was in Raw and SmackDown. I was backstage, and they gave El Jefe the opportunity to show what he's made of in a SmackDown ring. It was not filmed, but the SmackDown roster was watching. And John Cena himself approved of El Jefe's abilities. And that, that I took with honor. Really? Now, uh, did uh, so? Uh, how uh, how many different guys did you meet when you were back there? I met the entire Raw and SmackDown locker room. I met Unico. I met the Usos. I met everybody, man. I can go. I can just name everybody. I trust when I tell you. I met everybody, even the honeys. The honeys. Who oh, the honeys, man? Oof. <laughs> Now, is there is there anybody that uh, you met backstage that you thought was, uh, you know, really cool, and then did you find anybody that was like uh, kind of a jerk? Or they or they all pretty, oh, pretty, pretty give cool? Always want to get some backstage cheat, huh? That's not what you want to do. Is that what you trying to do? You trying to bury a head already in this first interview? Huh? huh? No, I'm not trying to do that. I'm just trying to ask your opinion on people. Oh, uh, okay, all right. I'm sorry. Sometimes you know, I, I get a little, I get a little attitude. You know what I'm saying? This is the attitude. I understand. I I learned my I learned my lesson last week about uh, about that. So I I will never do that again. That's what happens when you my mama, my mama beats you because you don't wash the dishes. And the end of, all right, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. So the coolest person, the coolest person. I see the most shocking coolest person. Was Roman Reigns, man. Roman Reigns and uh, the Miz. Miz was very uh, to himself. He was very. He's in a corner. He was like almost meditating. But I said, "Hey, what's up, man? I'm at Hefe." He's like, "What's up, Hefe? How you doing?" I'm like, oh, "I'm good, homie." Let's see. We just walked away. Part what pro ways. So the person who was very uh, to themselves was Alexa Bliss, man. She was in a chair for like four hours and stuck on her phone. She was like glued to it. It's very interesting. Different on, on-screen personality from real personality. She's very to herself, man. Okay, that's cool. Now, uh, did uh, now when you were backstage, uh, did they uh, uh, did you uh, uh, have the chance to uh, try and work a, a dark match, or did you ask them if you could do that, or? Uh, 
did you uh, did you have a chance to talk to any agents about uh, uh, do, doing any wrestling for them? Well, uh, Art Anderson himself actually watched my match. So we only got to do one match and one match only. But uh, Art Anderson watched my match, and he actually liked my match. He didn't have much to say. You know, he just had to make sure my selling was making sure to the camera. I'll do some hokey eighty selling, but uh, he said that things more stiff. <clears throat> he said that I got it. And uh, just to rewind right. real quick, I don't know if you realize, you know who Unigo is, right, man? Unigo said, my gimmick will just stop, man. You know? He loved my gimmick. Now, when you uh, when you wrestled, uh, would you say that uh, you're a baby face? Are you a heel? Uh, are you an in betweeny, or do you let uh, or do you let the fans describe uh, describe uh, uh, decide what you're going to be that night? Man, when the person pays me, sometimes he whispers to my ear. He's like, "Hey, man, you know what that about the local out there told you about you?" I'm like, "What are you talking about, me?" And he tells me something really mean, man, and I really get angry with that thing and all the other things. I guarantee they're all thinking the same thing. But sometimes he's whispering in my ear, it's like, yo, man, when you go out there, I promise, man, they all love you. So I just love them all back. That's how I decide if I'm a face or a heel, man. If, you, if they whisper in my ear and someone's talking dirty about me, I'm going to talk dirty back. And I guess apparently they all boo. But, you know, sometimes they whisper in my ear and say, hey, all those people out there, they love you. Especially that honey in the front, they love you, man. You'll just show them some love back. I'm like, oh, Pimon, I'll do that. That's what's up. And that's how I decided from a face over heel. So you'll never know until you come to the show. At the end of- right now, when you uh, when you're wrestling, uh, you know every wrestler uh, has a has a great finishing maneuver. Uh, could you tell us what your finishing maneuver is, and uh, if there's a name for it, and uh, describe what you do in your finisher? It's simple, man. It's called the Brain Buster. I drop them straight on their head. Kind of like, uh, is it, well, is it kind of like, uh, like a pile driver, or is it uh, uh, more sophisticated than that? Oh, no. You straight up pick them up for a suplex, and you go straight down. Drop them right on their head. You can actually see it. The free taping, the Beyond Studio theme from Anthony Green. I dropped that about the local straight on his head. And also, I dropped Pinky Sanchez in the latest BWF show straight on his head, man. They don't get up after that. And uh, you, um, now you've been, and that that's been the only move that the only finishing move you had, or have you had a few, or is that the only one? Well, back in my heyday, it used to be the frog splash, but I don't really do that anymore, man. Cause that's not effective. They keep kicking out. They don't really kick out of the brain buster, man. Just like getting a headshot, right. you just gotta go for the head, man. Right, and uh, our co-host here, uh, Granny Halter, you know, she mentioned that you sometimes can be a heel or sometimes you're babyface, but I know that she's got some questions for you. So, uh, what do you got, Granny? Go ahead. Well, hello. First of all, yeah, I'm just a big, huge wrestling fan. I love to watch wrestling, and um, yeah, and I like to give the heels lots of grief because that's my job. That I do that quite well. But uh, what has been your most uh, 
memorable match that you've ever had in your career? Most memorable match? Well, first, my most memorable mm-hmm. match is doing the double side in North Carolina. Was I went to Firestar Pro Wrestling, which was unfilmed, mm-hmm. and going straight to Mid-Atlantic Championship Wrestling and winning my first title. Awesome. And, and mind you, you, and mind you, you have, there was right? no planning in the back for that match. I was the main event of that match, and I was going to the back five minutes to go out. And I just said, let's just go out there. No matter. And I won, just like that. Awesome. And you said that was awesome. the, that's the title you still have, correct? Simon Ganar, you're paying attention. I like it. <laughs> Come on, come on, Granny. Let's go. How many more questions you got? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm just trying to. I'm just trying to think of a really good one here. Um, I'm kind of like, just, just ask me for my number. You know, just get it quick. Come on. I got a couple burner phones. I'll just give you one of those. I'll pick it up on random. Let's go. Come well, on. I'll just I mean, let Icon ask you another question. I'm just the co-host. Okay, I'm just the co-host. <laughs> That's right. You can be second to me. That's all right. Well, I'll tell you what. Go ahead, Icon. We'll go ahead and uh, uh, do that. Uh, We'll do that promo now, and then we'll record that, and then we'll uh, we'll continue the interview. Uh, I know you you have the script in front of you. So what I'll do is I'll count you down from five, and then if we have to do a couple takes, we'll do that, and uh, then we can uh, go back to the interview then. See. All right, ready? Here we go. Five, four, three, two, one. Hey, 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 it's me, Manny Martinez. You're listening to the Attitude Ever Live with the host, the icon, the big swing, and granny hoaxer. Orale. Perfect. That was awesome. Perfectly that done. was awesome. That was awesome. That was perfectly done. So, uh, and if our fans out there wanted to uh, uh, check you out on the uh, internet, there, uh, do you have a Facebook? Do you have a Twitter? Do you got an Instagram? What do you got out there? I'm most active on the Instagrammies and the Twitters, and they're both at Macho Many, and that O. Is a zero. It's not a no. It's a zero on macho. Entiendes? You get it? Granny, you got it? You can, you know, I got it. Send in that DM, mama. All right? I got it. We got you covered. I don't like the silence. Come on. Give me some more questions. I don't like this silence right here. I got some people next to me that look freaking weird. Come on. Give me some. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, we, we, got, we got a few more minutes here with you. Kind of what kind of training? Listen, I can, I can fly solo. Uh, if you don't have anything, I can just fast. I can just ramble. But then your your viewers may just leave, so I can ramble all day. Right. What uh, what kind of training regimen do you have for uh, your uh, for your training? What kind of what kind of regimen do you maintain? It's just prison workouts, man. Push ups, bench press, and squats. Let's see. You know, sometimes you do the curls for the honeys. You know what I mean? Girls for the girls, yeah. uh, <laughs> if, if you if you can tell us, uh, what what can you bench? 
I can bench 225. So you two. can bench press me or Granny Holster. That's really cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, can, I can bench real big, Mama. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> okay, I got a question oh, for boy. you. Who's been? Who has your toughest opponent ever been that you've ever faced? Your toughest opponent. My toughest, the my toughest opponent I ever faced was me mano, Benny Martinez, who does not wrestle anymore. Pero he was my toughest opponent because sometimes I wanted to knock him out, but I just couldn't. I could never beat him. I know now if he ever comes back, it's a different story. And I was back in NYWC, and we were supposed to have, and not many people know this, we had a feud back in the day, and we were going to main event in NYWC, Psycho Circus, me Mano and myself, but he skipped out because the terms went out into his liking, and he just left, and I think he was intimidated by the lefty, because he knew, he knew, that the was starting to become one of his own, that I didn't need him anymore, I had to cut him loose. And that's why I'm still doing this thing and doing the grind. And he he just skipped out like a little coward. So my toughest opponent to this day right now is him. And uh, you don't uh, you don't think you'll ever get to face him again, then, huh? I don't think he has the cojones to face me, man. Well, let me ask you this. Would you face him again if you had the opportunity? I would face that Dr. Loco anytime, anywhere. I just got to make sure I sell that place out so I get my feria on top of that. It's a two-for-one deal. You know what I mean, man? You got to make that money. Uh, now, and you said you don't you, you do, do straight wrestling, but... It sounds like this is one of those guys that you like to really get in the ring and really pound the crap out of. See, Monk, I'm not, now you're talking. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just like when he owes me a debt, I go after him and break his legs until he pays me my debt back. You know what I'm saying, man? Yeah, I do. <laughs> so, uh, basically, so, ba- so basically, this guy... Uh, really got on your bad side, and uh, it's uh, and he he snuck away, and he hightailed it out of Frisco uh, because he couldn't take what you were dishing out, basically. Let me tell you something about the local. Do you have a brother or a sister, huh? Do you have a sibling? I do. See, so I don't know if you're the younger one or the older one, but if you're the younger one, you look up to your older sibling. Those are the ones on your role models, man. You look up to them like they're the leader, and you are the follower. You have to do everything that they say. No question. And that's what I did. But one day, he just left. He left El Jefe to dry. And that's not cool, Bato Loco. I make Bato Locos humble. And I'm going to make that Bato Loco humble any day of the week. If he ever decides to come back and do Hell hep is And uh uh would uh would you put up the title against him or not? I don't care what title. I don't care if it's a title, I don't care if it's a house, I don't care if it's a car, I don't care if it's my legacy. 
If that fucking local wants to come step toe to toe with El Jefe, I'll do it in the cage match, man. I'll do it in my environment. Let's go. Any day of the week. I just got to make sure that building is sold out because El Jefe is making his feria on top of making that fucking local humble. You know what I mean? Right. Well, let me ask you this. If he says uh, he uh, he wants to have a career match, would you still do it? Listen, man. Like I said, man, I don't know if you're paying attention. Hey, Granny, is he paying attention? Maybe you have to put a little side of it. Says, Hello? He answered that question already. Come on, Mama. I thought you were his co-host. I knew. I, I know you. Well, I'm sure that that's what you're saying. Yeah, chill. I'll tell you right now. If he wants my career on the line, he's got to give me something that's equal value. You know what I mean? I don't just give anything for free. Right. And I don't know well, what's the value to him anymore, so I have to go and stalk that Buffalo and see what's the value to him. And then I put some promos up, and I'll hype that up so much that that building, any building is going to be sold out. It can be the NYWC Sportatorium. It can be Madison Square Garden. I don't care if it's the National Coliseum. I don't care where it is. Point is, that building has to be sold out so that never can make his feria before I make that battle local humble. Well, I'll tell you what. It definitely sounds like when you two get together again, it's going to be one hot ticket, and I wouldn't want to miss that. And as a matter of fact, I might even I would even have to travel to see that because I wouldn't want to see that match. But... We uh, Our time is uh, running short here with you. Uh, we would like to uh, have you on uh, in the future. Uh, I'll stay in contact with you. If you want to come back on again, we'll have you on a week. Thank you for the autograph. See, no problem, man. Anytime. Anything for you about those lovers. Anytime. And I will stay in contact with you, and I do appreciate it. Simone and Granny, on me. Awesome. Thanks, buddy. Good morning. Take care. Awesome. That was Jefe, ladies and gentlemen. Manny Martinez, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, hey, Icon, the can, Mexican can, you hear, can you hear me, Icon? I can. Well, I got disconnected earlier uh, towards the end of the interview. That's why I couldn't say anything because they didn't – I guess Big Swing had to bring me back on the line. So I got my the call disconnected or something. I don't know what happened. but. All right. Well, I'll tell you what. We're just uh, – uh, we'll just uh, kind of fill time here. Our next guest should be calling in. Uh, uh, I had a little issue with the time zones apparently. Uh, so I <laughs> – uh, I always seem to have a little trouble with that, but that's uh, that's just the way it is. So she'll be calling in shortly, and uh, we will uh, uh, get her on, and uh, we'll talk to her until uh, just about the end of showtime. Well, you're never going to believe who showed up with Seth Rollins at the contract signing. Who? Dean Ambrose. Dean Ambrose. I kind of figured he was going to come back, and he's going to have a heel turn. We we know that's coming. I mean, well, we no, I don't know. I I don't know. He was with Seth. He came out with Seth Rollins when Seth Rollins signed the contract because they both got in the ring and they took out. And then, of course, Dolph Ziggler and Drew McIntyre ran off like the chickens that they are. But. <laughs> right. 
But yeah, he came out with stuff wrong, so you know, Gary, speaking of Dolph Ziggler, do you remember when he debuted when he first started with the WWE? He was always back Yeah, I do. Right. Yeah, yeah I do remember. And I'd be like, Hi, I don't care. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so I was listening to a majority of that guys. It was uh it was compelling, it was good. Um Hopefully this one will be just as compelling. I'm finishing up Yankee post game in the other studio. Uh, we have the third caller, however, though. So let's just ladies and gentlemen. She was our first combatant of the night. Now she is our third. But I'll tell you what, she is the hottest female independent wrestler going today. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you. The hottest gal, like I just said, she is Dizzy Dorena. Hey, how are you? Hey, how are you doing? How's it going? Tell me, was that not the best introduction you've ever had? I mean, I'm taken aback for sure. Uh, I appreciate it. I'm so flattered. The hottest one, at least for the meantime, you mean? I'm not even sure if that's accurate, but the fact that you're willing to say that, I, I, I just want to give you a big old hug and squeeze your head really hard. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, I also uh, the icon also made you a cool collector's card. Now, what was your thought on that? Uh, they he made me a what? Well, you got a collector's card made by the icon. What did you think of that? No way. I haven't thought of that, but now that I do, I think it's amazing. Awesome. So here's oh. how here's how the here's here's how here's how we here's how we roll. After uh, I give the uh, guests the best introduction they've ever had, we let them tell us a little bit about themselves, and then we ask them some questions. So uh, okay. if you want to go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself, then we'll ask you some questions. Well, do I just start open ended? You want me to start when I came out of the womb, or? No, for what you started in the business. Okay. Okay. Well, to sum it up in a large nutshell, how about eh, I'll sum it up in a coconut-sized nut. Okay. I um, I grew up being very athletic, doing sports up in the mountains, nothing else to do. I realized I didn't like doing sports. The thing I liked about sports was that I was entertaining people. So I just want to entertain people. And then when I got older and realized I didn't have to do sports anymore, I went to theater and I started doing independent films and local TV commercials and plays and performance art and taught dance classes. And then um, I accidentally stumbled in on a live pro wrestling show. And I said, this is everything my body can do and everything my mind and heart want to do as far as being a performer in front of an audience and improvising and connecting to them. So I took a, a few years until I cleared my first week and I started that week. And how long have you been in the business now? So that was the year 2014, summer of 2014. I debuted officially pro wrestling in February of 16. And uh, have you been with uh, the same company the whole time, or have you been with a few since you started out? What do you mean company by training with? 
Well, like uh, different organizations that you wrestled with, have you been with the same one or have you been with a few? Oh, um, numerous. I wouldn't even say there's one more than another. And uh, in those uh, different uh, organizations you've been with, have you uh, uh, won any titles or have you went for any titles? I have never had the opportunity to go for a title in the two years. So it's been a little over two years. Um, I've had a couple promotions tell me that they've wanted that, but I was, uh, for the most part, never available for those dates when they needed the title to be defended. So, no, so, so it, would you say there uh, is a title shot in your future? Say it again. Title shot. Would you say there's a Would you say there's a title shot in your future? You know, at this point, I kind of think it'd be cool to not hold any titles ever, but still have, but still be a wrestler who can have awesome matches and can leave fans wanting more and, you know, have fans at all. I think a title's important to me at this point. Well, I mean, now it seems like after this amount of time, I haven't even had the opportunity to try for one. Why, why even try? Why even try? Well, you know, and I and I understand that, you know, and uh, you know that's a good point. I mean, in a way, that's kind of that kind of that's kind of like Roddy Roddy Piper, because you know he was never about titles. He was about he was about wrestling, and the thing with mm-hmm. Roddy Piper is he only held one title, but he always said that I don't need a title to let people know how great I am. They already know. So you're basically the, you're basically the same way. We know you're great. We know you're awesome, but a title is not something that you need to hold to let us know that. Correct? Um, absolutely correct. Um, definitely, because uh, even a lot of, gosh, I could go way into way out on a limb with this topic, but I'll just keep it short. But even I've I've thought I have seen veteran wrestler, female wrestlers, pretty upset at other girls who hold titles saying all you have to do is be pretty and look sexy to get this title, blah, blah, blah. And that's not fair for them to say, really, because times are different now than they used to be. I think maybe they're bitter. Who knows what the reason is for saying those kinds of things. But um, it kind of could be that way in some situations, you know. If I think that if I'm doing a great job what I'm doing, if I'm pretty hard pushing, my, pushing myself and kicking ass and having great matches, that's all that's important to me. I just want to have great matches and – if I'm never in the at the right time or the right place to to fight for a title, then oh well, because I know I'm having great matches. I'm still getting the travel, so I'm excited about that. So I didn't realize that Roddy Piper had had said that kind of verbatim what I said. That's not, I mean, some people say decorated, but that's really ultimately what it is. Is you're just decorated and hiding behind these because some people might politic, as they say, to get to those. So those matches or those shows that you can that you can fight for a title. I don't want to. That, that's not where my energy wants to go. I don't want to have to place my energy in making sure that I'm there to get the opportunity. I'm placing my energy to do my best wherever I might be. Right. You know, and that's you know, and that's a, and all that. This will lead me in my next question. Now, that's where the the WWE has kind of changed. Uh, uh, women's wrestling now, they used to be divas, they used to come out in the ring and be beautiful and 
have like pillow fight matches and gravy bowl matches and bikini matches Sean and Haney Haney matches. Haney matches. Yeah, so now now it's more about their wrestling skill. Yeah, now, there's wrestling. We all know. Yeah, we all know, you know, the big <clears throat> dance, you know, is the WWE. And mm-hmm. uh, as an independent wrestler, you know, you could basically, you know, do what you want, control your own destiny. The WWE, they basically rule your life, basically. As a wrestler, right. what is your opinion on uh, going to the WWE? Is that something that you want to do, or do you just want to stay independent where you can do what you want? Well, you know, I upon coming into wrestling, it definitely wasn't what I wanted to do. I didn't have any idea what what wrestling would bring to me. All I knew was that I saw what I saw at a local show and I wanted to learn how to do that. And it could have been just that. If I went to training and I learned how to do just that, then I probably have been satisfied. But when I started training and this whole entire universe of pro wrestling opened up to me, I realized if I'm going to be involved in something, I'm going to give it 100%. So going to the top and, and, and acquiring the most that I can for what I'm doing would be WWE. So, yes, that is definitely where I'd shoot for. You know, you got to shoot for the stars and shoot for the moon. But I'm never going to discredit or disregard any other accomplishment because I know a lot of if, – if I get anywhere at all, because I know a lot of independent wrestlers who make a very comfortable living, not just financially – but for their time um, working the indies, I mean, they're the, the larger promotions like Ring of Honor and all kinds of New Japan, whatever it might be, like they, they are happy. Whereas, you know, with WWE, you really give up the majority of your life. So you just got to weigh the, weigh the pros and cons. And, uh, but I, we, definitely, uh, I definitely wouldn't refuse it. I'm definitely trying to get good enough for their attention, and they know who I am. But, you know, um, I guess I would have to think about it once they get there, depending on the commitment. Of course, the commitment, I say yes, no matter what. But, you know, we'll see. Now, when, you, uh, when you're out there wrestling, uh are you uh, more of a baby face? Are you a heel? Are you in betweeny? Or do you usually let the uh, fans decide what you're going to be that day? You know, I'm typically introduced as a heel. I'm typically typically booked as the heel that I am. Um, but I I do notice that there are a lot of places I go, including Oklahoma, that really wants to love me and really wants to like me. So. Um, I just had a show the other night, and I could tell the baby was not getting over. So, you know, I called the crowd weirdos, and I was mean to her. I was mean to the baby, trying to get her, but they just, they just wanted, they just related to me, I think, in my character. So when we came back out for like a battle royal type thing, we switched. You know, I was, I went, I went baby, and they loved, they loved it. So it well, you know, really uh, on. Sorry, there's ahead. a little bit of a delay in my response to you. I can hear it myself echo. Oh, well, that that could be the connection too. I'm sorry. Um, okay. Uh, you know, uh, you mentioned that uh, you uh, you know you used to do the heel thing. Uh, we have uh, our co-host here, Granny Holster, and uh, I'm sure that uh, she has a couple questions about that. 
Yeah. Well, first of all, hello. And I, I that's just my gimmick name. My real name is Lori, but I'm a huge wrestling fan. I, I I'm not a wrestler, but I've been just call me Granny. But um, I've been threatened to been thrown in the ring a few times, and I've been handcuffed to a manager at a at an independent wrestling show. Matter of fact, um, I have a friend who lives in Oklahoma that does independent wrestling shows for kids that have got cancer called wrestling for cause. I have a lot of friends that wrestle in Oklahoma. So I have a big, huge wrestling family. I'm not related to any of them, but I consider them all family because I've known them a long time. Um, What, um, I guess, what has, one of my questions is, um, what has been your most, I guess, challenging or match or challenging opponent you've ever faced in your career? Hmm. Well, to go back with um, what you were talking about before I answer that question, that's fantastic. Oklahoma has some really awesome fans, by the way. Um, I've never heard of the Wrestling for Charity that you're Wrestling for a Cause. Wrestling for a Cause. Yeah, it's... um, It started in, um, have you ever heard the name Tim Rockwell? No, I have not. Well, he is the founder of WFC. Um, They started wrestling for a cause for a little boy named Ryder back in October of 2011. Matter of fact, this October will be their seventh year anniversary show um, of doing this organization. Hmm, yeah, when I'm in Oklahoma, I'm usually working for what was previously called Imperial Wrestling Revolution. Now it's called World Class Wrestling Jerry Revolution. Bostic. Jerry Bostic. Yeah, Bostic. for Jerry. That's right. That's yes, awesome. I mean, I have a lot of I have a lot of friends that's wrestled for him. I've not had the opportunity to see one of his shows. I want oh. to some at some point in time. But um, if you if you ever look on Facebook, and my real name is Lori Burt, but I have Granny Holkster in parentheses. Um, I have a yellow shirt. Uh, some one of my shirts say, "What you gonna do when Granny Holkster goes crazy on you?" And then I have my WFC. Then I have my WFC shirt. And then there was an organization called Traditional Championship Wrestling that ran for a few years in Arkansas. And I have one shirt that says Granny Holkster, Queen of TCW. <laughs> so I holler at all the bad guys. I love, I mean, matter of fact, we just had a WFC show in Claremore um, this past Saturday on the 11th of August for a little boy named Stephen. And um, I asked him how old he was, and he says, I'm the big six. I mean, he was just Aww. so precious. He's so precious. But I, I love I love being able to be a part of that organization and help where I can. Yeah, that's really incredible. I'll definitely look it, I'll look it up, and I'll look you up for sure. And well, they, so they, 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 have a, they, have a, they have a Facebook page, Wrestling for a Cause. And I'm sure a lot of those guys that wrestle for Jerry are probably familiar with wrestling for cause. And they probably, a lot of them probably even know Tim Rockwell too. But um, if you go to Facebook, if you go to Facebook and type in wrestling for a cause, you can find their page and you can go to their um, website and all of Tim's phone number and his email address is there to contact him. And I'm sure he would love to have you, at uh, at a show because um, they are starting to get some female wrestlers at WFC periodically to come and wrestle. 
Oh, good. Well, they, you know, if they ever have like a a female child, that you know, it would definitely be more effective to look up to another female. So. Well, do you okay? Do you know Nikki? Do you know Nikki Knight? Oh yeah, you know what? I see her on the fire right now. I have had I have wrestled Nikki Knight twice at IWR. Okay, well Nikki Knight has wrestled for WFC. Yeah, that and um, and what's the other girl with the crown? I recognize her. Er, Oh, Erica. That is that is that is Double D's woman. That is Erica. I call him Double Dork. (laughs) Because he cannot win a match. He cannot win a match without Erica's help. I mean, Saturday she was supposed to have been banned from ringside, and she managed to sneak her way out there and get herself involved in that match like she always does. I don't like Erica. <laughs> oh, gee. Yeah, yeah oh, in a way, he's kind of like James Ellsworth, kind of. Oh, yeah, <laughs> definitely. I got to see it. But, oh, yeah, but yeah Riker. You, you should... I, I love Riker. And um, Malcolm. So Malico's one of my favorite wrestlers. Magnificent Malico. He was he was there. Magnificent Malico was there Saturday. Yeah, he's definitely yeah, he's one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. Well, and the independent scene. Hopefully, he makes it to the all time. But um, well, back to answering your question though is uh. Oh, my most challenging match here, son. Gosh, um, there's, there are probably so many. <laughs> a lot of challenges of wrestling that I never expected. I mean, it seems like every time I take a step up and elevate my skill and my experience and learn from the past, a new challenge transpires in my next match or two, and. I just have to learn how to handle that, and it's it's different. The most challenging thing is just because every the dynamics of you and your opponent are so different. There's different chemistry, and um, it it's just a learning process continuously, and that's been the biggest challenge overall mm-hmm. for me. But as far oh, as yeah. the matches that have been challenging for me, I think it was when um, it was a match when. It was. I don't know how to say this in any other way, but a match when it was a little too one-sided, we'll say. Um, you know, maybe veterans or people that have been in the business, and understandably they should. They feel like they should uh, kind of make it about them. And in some way they should because the fans know them, the fans love them. They've established this pedigree already of what they do and who they are. But that was what has been the most challenging for me. But only only a couple of times. Well, I do love I do love to watch wrestling, and I like I said I've they like to I mean I it's it's kind of funny I've had some wrestlers say well Granny don't you have a curfew at the nursing home you know and one night I pulled my <laughs> keys out of my purse and I said baby I said I don't need no curfew I got keys to the building. <laughs> They love. I mean, they love the bad guys. Love giving me grief, and I mean Malico. I I got to I got to share a funny story about Malico. Saturday night, he comes out for his match against JD, and of course he's always staring the camera women. And there's one there's one lady there that takes pictures, and he always likes scaring Sherry all the time. He always scares her. 
And I told him, I said, Malico, I said, come here. And he came over and he got real close to my face. And I said, you quit scaring those kids and making them cry. And you quit, quit scaring the camera people because, you know, she don't like you. You, she, you scare her. And all of a sudden, I told my husband, I said, if I had my head turned sideways and then turned back and looked at him forward, I probably would have screamed. But all, I mean, he was really close to my face and he just stuck his face out and pooped. Puckered out those lips, you know, like I said, oh go away, God. get away, you know. And so after the ma- after the show, I was talking to him. He said, next time, Granny, you better give me a kiss. I said, I ain't going to kiss that <laughs> creepy face of yours. <laughs> That's hilarious. But I, he, he is. He, he is really funny. But he's Look. like, I mean, and I, I told him last show I was giving him grief and and he says, ooh, Granny, I'm so scared. I said, you better be scared because I said, if you don't behave, Granny's going to put you in a headlock. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we That's have fun. Awesome. We have we have fun, yes. we. And actually, you know, I, I like I said, I was handcuffed to a manager at the WFC show back in January. They told me before the show, they said, Granny, we're going to handcuff you to Pierce. And I'm like, okay. And they did. They hand, They literally handcuffed to this manager. Really? So, yes. Yes, I did. That's fun. I try to make it it fun for everybody at the show, you know, especially for somebody that's never been there that doesn't know who to boo or who to cheer for, you know. I said, just kind of watch me and, you know, and I'll show you who to, you know. Who to cheer, who to boo, you know, and everything. So. Yeah. But they're trying to—they're trying to get me—they're trying to get me to change my name. They think they, because there's a little group of organization there at WFC called the Villains, and they're trying to get me to change my name to Granny Villain, and I don't think that's going to happen. But. Uh, we'll I like see. Granny Hope. Yeah, that I was just too. a gimmick name. Yeah, I mean, it kind, that it was kind just. Of fits her. Yeah, that was just kind of a name that was given to me about 15 years ago from a coworker that I worked with. And I said, why are you going to call me that? And he said, because you love wrestling. And I do. I, I love wrestling. So. And, you know, we had, uh, you know, we had uh, Colton Toombs on here a couple weeks ago. And, uh, you know, of course, her dad and Hulk Hogan didn't get along. And he said, uh, he said, you know, it's just too bad that she was Hulk Hogan instead of uh Hot Rod, and I said, well, you know, if she would have used the name Granny Hulk, uh, Hot Rod, they probably would have uh, confused her for the little old lady from Pasadena, and, uh, you know, you, you wouldn't want to do that, you know. Yeah. But as, <laughs> as we're continuing here, uh, I had sent you a little script earlier about uh, a little promo that we're going to have you do for us, uh, sure. and what I'll do is I'll go ahead and count you down from five. And if we have to do a couple takes, we'll do that. But since I started sending our guests the script, uh, we haven't had to do that. So we'll see what happens. Uh, I'll count you down, and then we'll uh, record it. And then we'll uh, – I got a few more minutes with you, and then uh, we'll uh, let you go. All right? Okay. Sounds great. All right. Here we go. Ready? Five, four, three, two, one. Hey, everybody, this is Desi Dorada. You are listening to the Attitude Era live with the host, the icon, the big swing, and my fave, Granny Hulkster. Awesome. 
That was one, great. All my favorite. You're equally my favorite. That was great. I had to say it. It just came out. <laughs> that was great. Now, if, that was uh, awesome. Now, if our fans out there wanted to uh, you out, uh, do you have uh, do you got a Facebook? Do you have an Instagram? Do you got a Twitter? you got a YouTube? What do you got out there? I got everything. Don't we have to? There is one wrestler who's phenomenal who doesn't have anything. His name's Timothy Thatcher, and he's very successful. But everybody else, we do have to have it all. And I have it all. Twitter, Desi Dorada. Uh, Instagram, Desi Dorada. At Body Slamming Clean, 333. Um, YouTube, my personal channel might have some Desi Dorada videos. But if you just YouTube Desi Dorada matches, various promotions have uploaded them. Um. And then, of course, Facebook. <clears throat> All right. And then um, what? Uh, what is, uh, you know, if uh, uh, you have a match coming up, uh, can you tell us a little about that, about who it might be against, uh, uh, where it is, when it is, uh, and if uh, tickets are available, uh, what, what do you got coming up? Sure. Well, this weekend, I am going to be in Southern California. I I currently reside in Vegas, so Southern California, and I'm against one of their local favorites, Ray's. She's a large powerhouse, intimidating gal, and then I have another match the following day with Heather Monroe, who's part of the the tag team with Laura. Um, and hopefully... She doesn't have her little partner interfere. And the following weekend, I have a show out in Joplin, Missouri, with with the formerly known Imperial Wrestling Revolution, now World Class Wrestling Revolution. And that's going to be part of the Gail Kim Women's Tournament. Basically, that promotion is, um, they, they have Gail Kim on every show, and she kind of is seeking talent to put in the final uh, fight of this tournament and so mm-hmm. each show that they have leading up because they have about two or three shows a month um, each show that they have leading up to the final ones uh, they're going to find winners and have a women's tournament for their first ever belt and so that one is very exciting like I said it's in Joplin, Missouri on the 25th no, uh, and unfortunately uh, I, I tell you if Granny was going to be in town that weekend I would. I'm not very far from Joplin, Missouri, where mm-hmm. I live out in Arkansas. But unfortunately, yeah. Granny has to be out of town that weekend. So I well, oh. I saw that advertised on Facebook, and I would have really loved to gone to that show because, like I said, I have a lot of friends that wrestle for Jerry. And but unfortunately, yeah. I have to be out of town mm-hmm. that weekend, so I can't get out of uh, doing what I have to do. So because I have to Maybe be at a convention in Little Rock, here. Arkansas. So. Okay. Well, safe trip. But on September oh, 29th, thank you. there is thank Oklahomania you. in Ardmore. Yeah, that's a Hopefully pretty long, lengthy drive. I'm not sure how far that is from our, where I live at, but um, I'll have to check that out. Well, it's a huge event. It's, it's not just a regular old wrestling show. It's an all-day event with lots of big names. And, you know, Steam was there last year and amongst too many to list. Oh yeah, I I I'd seen it advertised on Facebook. I would, matter of fact, I would love to meet 
I would love to get the, the opportunity to meet Sting. That would be that's on my bucket list. I don't know if it'll ever happen or not, but I would love to be able to get to meet Sting, and my husband and my son would love that as well. So I'm sure they would. I him and Jerry are have they have become quite close to each other. So he might be there. He might be scheduled to be there again this year. More than likely. That would be awesome. And uh, so what we'd like to do here is, uh, you know, we would like to have you on again with us, uh, you know, in the future if uh, if I haven't scared you away too bad. Because uh, you're one of the few uh, female wrestlers that does not have a restraining order out there against me, uh, <laughs> which is which is a good thing. Uh because I know you said that you wouldn't uh, you wouldn't uh, do that as long as I stop calling you at one in the morning. So I, I've done that. <laughs> uh, but uh, what uh, we'd like to do is we would like to have you on again, uh, you know, to promote you and uh, you know, and also when you do uh, get that big contract with the WWE in the future, that you'll still consider us your friend and you'll still come on and share with us. Absolutely. I would be honored. Awesome. And then the other thing I was going to ask you here real quick uh, before we let you go. Uh, We have a big uh, promo show coming up in December where we're going to have uh, a big uh, giveaway show. Do you think you might be able to uh, send us some autographs for giveaways for that show? I definitely think that's possible. All right. What I'll do is uh, after after we're off the air tonight, I'll send you the – I'll send you uh, an address where you can send them with you. Get, whatever you can do, we'd appreciate it. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, at the very beginning, further. Awesome. <clears throat> All right. So uh, is there anything else that uh, you want to pitch or any charities or anything that you work with that you want to talk about before we uh, I'll let you go? Um. Yeah, you know, it covered most of my highlights. I think that it'd be awesome to talk with you again, and we could go into more depth. Oh, uh, oh, there's one question I got to ask you. I, I almost forgot. Uh, I because I, I forgot one the first guess. I'm not going to forget with you. Every wrestler that we've had on has had a great finishing maneuver. Uh, tell us what is yours. What is the name of it? And uh, tell us how it works. Sure. Um. Well, it really depends on my opponent because some of them are different stature and sizes and skill levels, but I'm always looking for my finisher that I call the North Wind because the North Wind is cold and deadly. Oftentimes it can be very um, hard on you. So um, it's similar to a Blue Thunder Bomb is the official name, but I lay out so that I'm ready for the pin immediately on their body. I lay out and end up on the side of them as they take the, take the bump. So so it's not like it's not like a submission over, it's just like uh like uh you hit your opponent and they're done. Yes. I I pick them up, spin them around as many times as possible and slam them down and lay on them. <laughs> I, I, you know, if you ever want to practice that maneuver, uh, just give me a call, and uh, I'll I'll fly down to you. You can practice that maneuver all day on me if you like. Sure. Any if you're ever in Vegas too, let me know. Then we could definitely work on it. 
Well, you know, I'll tell you, uh, my uh, fiance uh, actually wants me to take her out to Vegas. And uh, <laughs> uh, w- when I'm out there, if uh, if you know if you're uh, if you're available, maybe we could uh, uh, get together, meet in person, chat for a little bit. Yeah, definitely. Well, then I'll give you and I'll give you my finisher so you could see what it feels like to <laughs> you to sleep at night. Well, well you know, yeah, it's awesome. kind of it's kind of funny you talk about Vegas icon because you know, Granny, you know, the organization I'm involved in, I I'm a I belong to the Moose Lodge here in Arkansas. And our international convention is going to be in Vegas next year, June 27th through July 1st, I believe it is. So Granny's actually going to be in Vegas getting um, a my star recorder degree um, there at the international conventions for the Moose Lodge. So for our chapter, so. Oh, so when is that? When is that? June 27th through July 1st, I believe it is. Okay. Well, I will be here then. Well, I might have to contact you. I might have to contact you when I'm in Vegas and say, "Hey, Granny, maybe we can hook up." (laughs) Yeah, definitely. I would love that. I can show you some places. That would be awesome. You know, what you'll have to do then, Granny, is you'll have to send her a friend request. And. And uh, yeah, she can send me one. uh, All right. You you can't. You can't. You can't miss her. Just look for the uh, uh, her uh, her main uh, Facebook picture is the card that I made for her. So I was honored that she. I was honored that she that she uses that. And uh, I'm also (laughs) honored to the fact that consider me a friend, and uh, we will definitely have you on again. And that would be awesome um, if you could do that. And here's the thing. I know what you talked about earlier about, uh, you know, titles don't, you know, you're not really into it for titles. You're in it for yourself. And I understand that. But the good news is any wrestler that's ever been on our show, the next time they went for a title, they've always won it. We are officially 205 and 0. Wow. If you... If you happen to be going for any titles, we want you to come on before and after to let us know that we help push you to the top. Okay, definitely. If I'm if I'm ever up for a title and I win it in the near future, I will know it's because I've been on your show. That's right. Awesome. Cool. All right. Well, yeah. I'll tell you. Uh, We've uh, we just about uh, we're just about out of time here. Uh, we do thank you for uh, joining us, and uh, we appreciate you taking time out of your schedule to be on with us. And uh, we'll definitely be in contact with you. I'll send you that address, and uh, we'll definitely have you on again. And we appreciate uh, all that you do for independent wrestling. Oh no, thank you so much. And and I, time, I like I said, uh, it's an honor and a privilege, and I appreciate you taking the time to notice me. Um, I apologize for being a little delayed. <laughs> Sorry, that's okay. Well, hey, it's, it's it's not it's not the first time it's happened, and it won't. I guarantee it won't be the last. But uh, <laughs> okay. the thing is, though, uh, that you at least came on. Most people that are late, they just say, "Well, let's reschedule." You know, you actually 
we actually were able to get our other guests on before to get you on, so we appreciate it. So it worked oh, out just fine. I'm glad it did. I, I'm so glad it did. Well, it will be the last time with me that I am late. So you said well, it's not the first time or the last time, but it will be the last time that happens to me. I'll always be ready for you guys. Awesome. Okay. Thank you have for joining us. Have a great night. Thanks for being on. Of course. Thank you. You have a great night, too. Oh, that was really cool. Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, yeah. So uh yeah, we've got we've had a successful night. We have about uh three minutes left before we close the show here. Um I'm sure Big Swing will uh let us know when we're about to run out of time. So uh Granny, you're gonna be joining us this Sunday for our summer slam after show? What is it? Um I should be. I mean, I should be. I what? I mean, what time is it going to be? Well, right after the pay per view. Okay. Okay. I should be able to be on with you all. So. All right. And then uh, I want to let everybody know what we got coming on uh, next week. Uh, we have a special Thursday show. Uh, so far, our book, our guests that we have booked. Uh, one is confirmed. We have uh, Rayan uh, Winston. Uh, we have Becky Ashton. And we have Angela Dodson. Uh, you might remember her from the Joe Schmo Show, the very first season of the Joe Schmo Show. Uh, she played Molly oh, yeah. Crabtree. Oh, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. so she's going to join us. And uh, it is going to be a blockbuster event. Uh, like Sounds I said, like we, cele- yeah, we keep getting celebrities. We keep getting this. We keep getting that. Uh, and also, uh, a personal friend of mine, uh, he, uh, you know, we are a wrestling show, and everybody knows this. Also, a, a sports team show. I want to let everybody know that on the 10th of September, uh, we are going to be having the Hart Show. We're going to have Bruce Hart and Ross Hart. On with us, and uh, that will be really, really awesome. And uh, eventually, we're going to have Jay Hart on. But the one show looking forward to is September 17th, uh, where we are going to have probably the greatest shortstop in Fargo Moorhead Red Hawks history. He holds just about every. So that was awesome. I was listening to that. Yeah, he was just about every single record that the Red Hawks have when it comes to being a professional baseball player. Zach Penfrey is on with us. And uh, Beautiful. Be awesome. So, Definitely looking so forward to it, man. Definitely looking forward to it. And, uh, Doing what uh, we do. Spring, you're gonna be, we're going to be on Sunday, right? Yep, we're good for Sunday after SummerSlam. All right, cool. Yes, yes, we are. Right after the recap show, a one-hour-long recap show where we're either going to praise WWE or bitch and complain about it, one of the two. Just bringing you real quick to one of our sponsors. <laughs>
once again, rest in peace, Jim the Anvil Neidhart. Uh, we lost a legend today, and uh, very, very sad news, but you know, these things happen. But, uh, again, uh, you know, our condolences to the Hart family. Uh, the Hart family's been behind us uh, pretty much since day one, and uh, we can't thank them enough for that. Check out sharpshooterfunding.com. Uh, get your, all your funding needs, and we will see you next month. Well, actually, we'll see you on Sunday. Granny, you're you're welcome to join us on Sunday for the SummerSlam recap. Uh, if you can't, well, then we'll see you Monday, but uh, hopefully you'll be there with us. And again, SummerSlam this week, Alexa Bliss is going to retain. I'm calling it. Dead man walking. You got it now. You got it With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.